you're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Dan Seabrook, and I'm here today with Ewan Gillespie, Outbound Sales Enablement Leader at IBM Watson Talent. Ewan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for coming on the show. It's, it's great to have you on. So our topic for today is around what an agile sales team looks like at IBM. Um, but before we go into that conversation, Ewing, could you please uh, introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and also what you're doing at IBM Watson Talents, the, the company you're, of course, representing? Sure, sure. I'm a failed software developer that studied you know, computer science as a background, was always in love with technology. Somehow, after going to business school, wandered my way into software procurement. So I started my career buying software for, you know, a 50,000 person organization. 80 deals later, I transitioned into Six Sigma and process design and measurement systems. And I ended up running recruiting for Asia. And somewhere along the way in that journey, we rebuilt the entire recruiting organization, the leaders, the model, the partners, the technology really loved that work. And the work I'm doing now feels very similar to to that work back from 2012. So that takes me here. And I've been a headhunter in between and had a couple of roles in startups. I'm working with different customers like Sears and Expedia and T-Mobile and on their different recruiting models. So very talent acquisition focused. I always tell people, if you sit down at a conference room table to buy a piece of software, you know, and you look at both sides of the table, the vendor and the client, I've done every job except legal in that table. So my experience is very limited from a domain perspective, but very deep within that particular domain. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, good. And and Ewing, our understanding is that you're, of course, a strong advocate of using the agile framework for sales teams. So it'd be great if you could share with us and our audience why you think this framework is so effective and how you're applying it or planning to apply it within your team at IBM. Sure, sure. Well, you know, this is uh, something I just walked into. IBM is all in on Agile. And, you know, industry benchmarks would tell you that roughly 85 to 90% of, of most Agile projects are successful. Drive, drive a measurable improvement. Of course, it came from software engineering from the 90s. And what I love about it is it has a relentless focus on the most value-added activity on that given day. So that's the concept. Now, our HR organization embraced this. I'm very impressed by their work. We are a fast follower of HR. So HR, traditionally in talent acquisition, we had a recruiter that owned a job and a hiring manager relationship. They drive the whole thing. They're, think of them as a sales rep. You know, They have closed deals. They call them filled jobs. Having been in both worlds, the similarities are endless, but our talent acquisition team has reinvented itself with the Agile methodology. They are twice as good as their former self in every meaningful KPI that talent leaders care about, and none of them own any jobs anymore. They're in pods. They're in teams. They're in sprints. And so if you can take a recruiting organization and break down the siloed accountability where I own an account, I own a job or a client, so to speak, in sales, or I own, a, I own the, the rec, it's all up to me, then, and they can become massively more efficient. And I think the same opportunity exists in sales. And just to finish the point on why, it's really because of skills. 
The skills needed to be successful in any job is changing at a rate that we can't really keep up with. So the more diverse the skill set within your team or your pod or your sprint, the more likely you have the right person executing each task within a continuous sprint or framework, and therefore your outputs become better. Yeah, that's interesting. And and as we both know, you, you mentioned about you're generally following HR um, in, in, within IBM. And, and, um, and there are occasions, of course, when HR can be very much compliance driven. So as a result of that, often they can be resistant to change. With that in mind, and if you bring that across to your sales team, what, if any, resistance have you seen from your team to actually implement that agile methodology? And if so, why do you think people are resistant to it? And how, how do you think you can help them to, to see the value that, that you, of course, are uh, experiencing? Well, I think it's the right question. I think that we're experiencing tool overload like never before. So we view the tools. So if we want to talk about technology for a second, there's only two kinds of technology. There is technology that I have to click to do something with. And there's technology that does all the clicks for me and delivers me an outcome. So I am ridiculously focused on the second category. And the second category has almost no naysayers. You're not going to find a sales rep that gets upset when something like outboundworks.com books an appointment on your calendar and you show up and it's a great meeting. You get no change management. Like what, what are you going to change? A little bit of territory rules and some contact strategy and maybe you know don't touch a certain account number of times all on the back end all managed by sales ops, no change plan, meetings fall from the sky. So it's embracing that kind of a stack and really pursuing aggressively there. I'm out talking to sales enablement leaders all across the country right now. I'm calling a lot of IBM alumni now that I'm in this role. I'm not new to sales, but I'm new to enablement. And what I'm teasing out from these conversations is that they're very tool overloaded, but they, like me, have not unlimited budget, but unlimited appetite for the second category. So you're right that change is hard because so many of these sellers and recruiters, to use the same analogy, have embraced and tried to use these interfaces that, quite frankly, most of which are just not intuitive. And so it, it requires a lot of failure to get to efficiency if it's the kind that I have to click and do everything. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting point that you're raising there. And, and in terms of agile within a sales environment that, that, that you're putting together, in the context of IBM, is that something that's being rolled out as a, as a, as a company-wide strategy? Is that something that's more of a pilot within, within the Watson talent division that, that you, of course, work within? What, what's the sort of strategy overall at IBM around that? Yeah. So agile has beaten us to the punch in marketing, right? So you're going to find it in many different marketing organizations, it's new to sales. And and this is a pilot. So we're embracing this idea that if talent acquisition can do better work in teams, then let's let's see if we get the same result in sales and then go back and consider how to roll out further. So the first team goes live in uh, in August. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Now, actually going off topic again, really, um, I'm sure our audience would love to hear more about your thoughts on this. So IBM Watson Talent is a recruitment platform that's using AI to predict who is best suited, what is the best candidate for your organization. Now, there's a lot to be said around automation and to your point there around the second type of technology, which involves no clicking, you know, AI automation and making the lives easier of humans is, is right at the top of um, many organization priorities. 
But there's still, of course, a lot to be said for that human-to-human interaction in both sales and recruitment and the hiring processes. So in terms of using your solution, how, how do you think businesses can be sure that they're not missing less obvious aspects such as a person's attitude and work ethic when a CV maybe can't give you that, that, that full sort of picture or impression of, of, a, of each candidate? Excellent question. So multiple answers here. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the one that I think is most applicable to cross industries. And that is that we've, as an industry, we focused on making the candidate experience so simple that it's easier to apply than ever before. There are entire companies whose sole focus is to reduce the number of clicks to apply. So we've actually gone so far the other way that I would say to any organization not using our technology, you are definitely missing hundreds and thousands of great personalities that don't even get a look. And, and so when you compare that to looking at the people in your populations that have the best skill fit for the job, you still run a human process from there and assess personality and all kinds of culture fit. But when you lay out the math, which we do, we have these you know, lunch and learns and things that we do from time to time, and we, we, we take participants through the math. If, I've, if I'm working 28 jobs with an average applicant volume of 125, we do seven interviews per job, and you just do the time-based activity analysis, half of the candidate population is never getting a look at all. And so how much buried treasure is in that group? So the human model doesn't even have time to inspect everything in front of you. The machine model gives you a start that is statistically significantly more likely to be a positive outcome and let you pick personalities and run your normal process from that point. That makes sense? Absolutely. No, that, that, that completely makes sense. And again, I think across industries, when you look at tools like automation and that RPA world, there's always that concern around how much is that going to enable a human or how much is that taking away from a human's day-to-day job? And I also think that carries over into things like AI. How much can you gather using technology from a person's profile versus what a human can gather? I guess it's just the way that the world's moving. It's also, to your point, not about taking away from a human's job, but improving their, their abilities to make to make accurate judgments, really, and also making those individuals more efficient. So, so that completely makes sense to me. Out of interest, is that something that you're using as a solution yourself internally at IBM? Or what's your, I guess, your sort of recommended recruitment process from, from that perspective? Is that, is that a similar sort of combination to what you just described? Yes, we use all of the Watson solutions within our team, and we really rely on them for innovation. They are way out ahead of the market in many areas. And if you look at the war going on in cloud and you look at a little bit of LinkedIn data, it, it won't take you very long to realize that Many other organizations that you've heard of, the usual suspects, the high margin companies are hunting from us. So we've had to reinvent ourselves and we've actually been able to do it in a cost efficient manner because of the combination of agile practices and framework and high automation technologies like Watson. Yeah, that Um, makes sense. mm -hmm. And in terms of moving forward, this is, as you said, very much a pilot within within your division at the moment at IBM and, and it's impossible to, to forecast what the results will be and, and if this becomes a wider strategy. But of course, based on what we see in technology uh, functions and what your colleagues sounds if they're having success in the marketing department, um, I'm sure it will be a success in, in, in your team. That, that idea of having pods and, and that agile framework from a sales perspective, 
at IBM, is that something? How much of a concept do you think that is, as a concept, going to translate across to to other organisations, or do you still think, as a, from a sales perspective, there's still this sort of rigid model which isn't necessarily evolving, or other organisations maybe aren't looking at this pod methodology, if you like? I think the primary way to to split it in your mind is: Do you have a model where reps have four accounts or or four hundred? The closer you get to 400, the more that the the Agile framework is going to make a immediate and significant impact. The the closer you are to four accounts each, the economies of scale won't be there. And while you you know, so moving a close, you know, it's 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 just a different problem. It's a different set of problems. And so it's organizations that really need to scale. And we've got a we've got a, a, a certain parts of IBM that are like that. So we have everything, right? We have the model where some people have one account and, you know, we've got, we've got uh, software groups where people have over a hundred. So, and in digital, sometimes it can be even higher than that. So it's where, it's where you have that opportunity to scale into more accounts in an efficient manner where you're going to get the synergies. Okay. Interesting. So really, if you're looking at it, that, that real top of the pyramid, large enterprise account sales rep that maybe is handling five, 10 accounts, the traditional model would still still make sense. As you move to more of a transactional, high volume approach, that's when, when the, the real value of agile sales as a methodology starts to come into play. I think I would say it slightly nuanced from that. What you said is, is dead on. Uh, we look at it more in terms of the skills. So the, what it's really about is what's the skill mix of the team in the pod. And, you know, when you, when you think about building the perfect seller, the, the creative writer, the strategic thinker, the visionary can do their own demos, writes really well, follows up meticulously. The CRM is beautiful. You know, everything's just perfect. There's just not that many that you can hire and they're really expensive and they know who they are. They tend to be lone wolves for obvious reasons. So even if you had four accounts, you know, like some at Oracle or SAP or others, even if you have, you know, four accounts, but there's, there's three or four or five stakeholders that you're working with on every deal, the principles of the skills-based approach would apply to them as well. You're not going to get as much synergy from the tech side of the equation. So there's the tech side of the equation and the skill side of the equation. They really go hand in hand. Okay. That makes sense. That's been really useful insights, Ewing. So I appreciate that. So you've obviously taken the time to share your thoughts with our audience, which is which must be much appreciated from our side. If anyone wants to connect with you to learn more about IBM Watson Talent or continue this conversation offline with you directly, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, traditional email. My email is right on my LinkedIn page. It's first.last at IBM.com. And I'm, I'm looking to engage. I've written several notes myself outbound to IBM alumni that that were in sales enablement here and now have moved on to maybe a startup. And so I'm, I'm aggressively seeking these conversations, looking for others that are disrupting their own sales model in some capacity. So I've had a bunch of very good conversations, trading notes. Um, so I'm, I, I'm game for that, wide open for that. I'm, I'm actually doing a lot of that right now. So it's good timing. Okay, wonderful. Well, uh, we'll, of course, um, circulate this and, and, and give you the platform to, to hopefully have more of those conversations. But again, many thanks for your time today, Ewing. Uh, it's been great having you on the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, 
Companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.